This is a podcast from Minute Media. Sox fans, here are the Bastards of Boston Baseball. Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of Hot Take Tuesday. We got several of them to get into. Jason Kelly, Charlie Smith, back with me for this episode. Are you guys ready? I'm ready for the heat. Let's do it. Let's do this. All, All right. right. So uh, we're going to do a little bit of hot takes. Just been perusing the Bastards Twitter page. Um, got a couple of interesting ones. Got a couple shout outs for a couple of folks that have been some dedicated listeners for a while. So... Uh, this one is from someone that I correspond with. Uh, used to be a pretty regular basis, and I actually am, am intrigued because now I'm going to be curious about this. Is this worth a fantasy pick in the next year draft? This is from Mr. Scott on Twitter. Giancarlo Stanton will change his first name back to Mike and win the AL MVP next season. Any thoughts, folks? Uh, yeah, I don't think it matters what his first name is. Uh, I don't think he's ever winning an MVP again because uh, that dude just, uh, he looks lost at the plate way too many times for him to ever get it back. He still has the big power swing, but, um, at the end of the day, he's going to be just glorified Mark Trumbo. So, uh, I don't care if his name's Mike or Giancarlo or Pee Wee or whatever. Uh, he ain't he ain't winning an MVP anytime soon. Terry, he, he can't just go back to Mike. It, it has to be another name, you know, Henry Stanton or something. I don't know, Babe Stanton. I don't know. He's gonna have to. He's gonna have to come up with something. But so, I'll say this much. I. And and uh, Scott, uh, thank you for for responding to it. I'll I'll say this much. I'm inclined to agree. I don't think the name change will change uh, people's perception of him. I also don't think it's going to ultimately land him in the MVP category or MVP race, just because there are a couple of other guys in the American League, Vladimir Guerrero Jr., who are going to be just up there every single year. If Salvador Perez keeps doing what he's doing, he's going to be up in the runnings every single year. Um, But with these guys right now, um, I I think that it's going to be interesting because you have these guys that are, are trying to, you know, not just hit for you know, do well during the regular season. uh, It's almost like you're trying to aim at someone who's like hitting out of this world. Yeah. And with Stanton, it's, it's been a miracle 
that he's played 126 games, like a minor miracle that he's played that much. So the fact that he's played 126, uh, is he going to do that next year or in the coming years? I have no idea. And since his MVP season in 2017, he's hit 38 home runs, only three home runs in 2019 because he was hurt. Four in 2020 with a third of the season. He's up to 30 this year, but he's never going to come close to the 59 that he hit in 2017 when he was just absolutely launching balls off the bat. But speaking of launching and balls, attention listeners across the galaxy, all the way from Australia to Boston, do we have a pew problem? If so, our friends at Manscaped have cleared you for takeoff with their fourth generation and brand new Lawnmower 4.0. Kick your pubes to the next planet with the Performance Package 4.0. The orbits in your pants will feel like you're at zero gravity when you use the best tools for the job from the leaders in male grooming. Join the two million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and get your rocket ready for takeoff by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the code FANSIDED20. Abort Harry Balls and Bud Buzz Lightyear that Woody with Manscaped and get 20% off plus free shipping with the code fansided20 at manscaped.com that's 20% off plus free shipping with the code fansided20 at manscaped.com for a clean trinity and beyond your space balls will thank you thank you terry well done not too shabby uh it's funny when i think of like manscaped and i think about shaving and haircuts jason don't do it just don't <laughs> shave the beard don't shave the hair just don't do it keep those locks those locks luscious do it's it never, for do it for the group it's never happening it's never happening so don't worry you you're never going to cut it or you're never not going to cut it i'm never going to cut it okay thank you god bless you oh yeah uh oh. that's going to bring us uh that's going to bring us to our next hot take so this is from GVCW147. I think the Astros would beat the White Sox in the ALDS. Jason? Yeah, I agree. I think the Astros are the best team in the American League. So I, I think the Astros are going to go to the World Series. Um, I think they've got the better pitching. They've got a lineup that's firing right now. Um, and they again, I've talked about it. They've got that intangible. They've got that that thing. They've got the burr up their saddle where it's just like they they want to prove everybody wrong. You know, they they're sick of hearing the booze, they're sick of hearing about the trash cans, and uh they want to stick it to the rest of the league. So yeah, I, I think the Astros absolutely would beat the White Sox, and I think they'll end up going to the World Series. Okay. Terry. I have felt as though the Astros would go to the World Series since probably around May. I'm not going to talk about my preseason pick because that's embarrassing. But I started getting the vibe, you know, maybe six to eight weeks into the season that the Astros were that team. And then they get Framber Valdez back. And that is it Luis Garcia has been 
a revelation. And the White Sox are talented. You can't deny that. And on paper, they probably do have the better rotation. But I don't know. The Astros just have that it factor. And I, I've said on previous episodes, no team wants to win it more than them. To, to erase all the controversy from the 2017 season. So I feel like it's them. But here's the interesting thing. If that is the, the ALCS matchup, and I think it will be. Well, I can't say that. I can't count out the Rays, I guess. But let's. it's possible it would be the, the White Sox in the Oh, actually, it can't be. They're in the ALDS, aren't they? Did that just... Yeah, I probably didn't catch on to that. So I guess what I would have pointed out had they gone around further doesn't matter, but you're going to have two managers that are over the age of 70 managing this series. So there's all this talk about young managers. You know, you need to get younger. How's... How's the Padres doing with Jace Tingler, who's almost certainly going to be fired in a couple weeks? They, they just had a brouhaha in the dugout last night with with Machado and uh, Tatis. H- how are the Twins doing with Rocco Baldelli? I mean, and granted, you know, some of that's on the front office anyway, but I don't think younger necessarily makes a huge difference. You know, and you got a couple of seasoned guys and Dusty Baker and Tony La Russa. So I just wanted to point that out. There's going to be a lot of old guys managing in the month of October, and, and I love it. Brian Snitker, another one. Yeah, Snit. Yeah, he's he's also up there. Yeah. He's not as old as Tony La Russa, though. Tony La Russa actually is the uh, the person who created baseball. <laughs> uh, he, is, he is that old. He's so, 77, uh, to be exact. Yeah, he, he created baseball. No, I'm kidding. So uh, GVCW147, thank you for your take. I uh, I want to also say, just because people don't want to mention who they picked, I'm going to go ahead and do it because I also had an outlandish one for the AL West. I said the Angels are going to win, and that was before Mike Trout decided to play for six minutes. Shut up, both of you. Uh, actually, no, Jason, you didn't do anything. Terry just laughed at me. Uh, I actually think the White Sox are a better team than the Astros. I think they, they packed up. Um, and did what they need to do during the um, the deadline to to get an elite bullpen arm in uh, chicken wing Craig Kimbrell. I honestly think that's what's that put them over the edge. AL West, I picked the Angels. Jason, you had the Strohs. I totally get it. Terry had the A's. Um, and for the Central, I I went White Sox. Terry went Indians, and Jason went Twins. You know, we had three <laughs> separate teams. We had three separate teams for each division. And that's what makes our show incredibly interesting. It's three completely like minds with a little bit of like twist. Uh, and that's what I like. Uh, I, you know, I, I picked the White Sox to go on the uh, AL side of things. Jason, Terry, two different teams. Again, you know, there's a little bit of variety, but we all feel the same on a lot of regards. So, Solid second point. Um, this third one is uh, this is actually my hot take that I actually didn't write down, but uh, I'm curious to know what both of you guys think. Hunter Renfro finishes up with the same batting line that Nomar Garcia Parra did in his rookie campaign with 30 home runs and 98 RBIs. 
What's he at right now? Twenty eight ninety one, I think. Okay. I have to. I, let me double check he, that. I, let me look. He's gonna exceed that. He'll he'll exceed Nomar's rookie total for sure. I'm gonna look right now. Yeah, what do so, you think? <clears throat> he's already tied him for the RBIs. He's got ninety. So he's got twenty eight home. Ninety eight. Oh, ninety eight. Okay, yeah, so, he's, yeah, so he's eight away. Eight RBIs away and two home runs away. And we've got some little over two weeks of baseball left. Yeah. I I think he blows it out of the water. Terry? He, he's he's gonna hit probably three home runs alone this week, this coming week. And if, really? there, if there's enough guys on base, I I think he'll exceed ninety eight. He'll he'll exceed a hundred. You know, thirty one hundred is what you hope for for most players and he's gonna he's gonna exceed that by a little bit and already we owe him because he's (laughs) done more than three million of output he's done way more than three million i actually think he's gonna do something like 31.99 it's gonna be something really interesting like that he's gonna score a lot more runs probably won't have as many rbis i don't know why i feel that but i think it's gonna be bobby dahlbeck down the stretch that does more damage than him for some odd reason that's just kind of I think the vibe I've been getting, and even just from this show, I, I almost feel like my opinion's being swayed. Sounds familiar, right, folks? Uh, like I'm, I'm, I'm having my opinion swayed just by listening to you guys talk. Um, I, it, the punch is within walking distance, but I haven't quite committed to it just yet. Um, I think it's it's going to be pretty close. I'd love to see him hit three home runs, like in a game. How awesome would that be? Like, oh, congratulations, Charlie, you already hit it. Um, so that, that was that. Is there anything you guys want to add to that one? No, just what, what you mentioned about, you know, we, we already owe him and he's going to get paid. That's going to be the quickest arbitration meeting in history because he's just going to, he's just going to walk in and just throw the piece of paper down on the table and go, that's what I want. And like, yeah, what are you gonna do? Gonna... No, I mean, it's like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The Red Sox are probably going to have to, they're probably going to do something special for him. Uh, this is someone who's who's done the work. And I don't think this is just an outlier season. He is made for that green monster. He is absolutely made for that wall. So with that, we're going to segue into, uh, it's at here. Diana Joyner Joyer. I apologize if I'm butchering your, your Twitter handle, uh, here, D I A E N J O Y E R. The Brewers aren't getting enough love and have a great chance at winning the World Series. Go ahead, Jason. Um, I agree they're not getting enough love. Um, again, I, I find it interesting that like every time you hear about the National League, all people want to talk about is the Dodgers and Padres when they're not even on top of their own division and they're fighting to even stay alive. Whereas, like, you know, Giants, Brewers, you know, Cardinals, Braves, like there's a lot of other good teams uh, in in the National League. And it's hard to really counter the top two pitchers that the Brewers will throw out there, Corbin Burns and Woodruff. I mean, those guys are filthy. So, you know, and, and that's that's a lineup that can do a lot of damage as long as Jackie Bradley's on the bench. So, yeah, I agree. I, I don't think they're getting enough love at all. They, they've got plenty of pieces. That bullpen's nasty with Williams and Hader in the back. So they they can cause a lot of problems. The only 
issue with Milwaukee, I think, is that they have that playoff chokiness attached to them where just, you know, they, they've been good for so many years and they've had a lot of great years where everyone says, oh, here come, watch out for Milwaukee, watch out for the Brewers. And then they get in the playoffs and they just fall short and, and they choke. So I think a lot of people hold that against them. So maybe that's why. But I agree. They deserve more love. And could they win the World Series? I would say, yeah, they, they definitely have a shot. Corbin Burns, Brandon Woodruff, Freddie Peralta. That's as good of a, as a one, two, three as almost any team out there. And Jackie Bradley Jr. could be the NLCS MVP again. I don't know where. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, but they've got a good lineup all the way through. Rowdy Telez, he's on the DL right now, has been a good pickup. Colton Wong, uh, another very good pickup. Willie Adamas has a, a quad issue right now, but he's expected back. Christian Yelich is back and healthy. This is a team, I think, that can do a lot of damage. My one bugaboo, my one bugaboo is Hater, big games, chokes a little bit, and that that's what he did, and single-handedly sent the, the Nationals into the NLDS, and then they went on this epic run all the way to the World Series, so... So, but on paper, they're a good team and they've got a highly underrated manager and Craig Council. So I don't think they're getting enough love at all. I don't, I don't think so either. And, and, you know, I, I just want to, I, I just want to look back. Um, so NL Central, you guys both said Cardinals. Yeah. And, uh, I went Brewers. So I'm, I'm with this person on that one. And, um. Because I forgot who everyone picked, including myself. I think it was Cardinals uh, heavy. Yeah, it was. It was. Uh, it was uh, Jason picking Walker Bueller, uh, Terry picking Aaron Nola, and I went with a no guy, no namer named Corbin Burns. <laughs> and I and I think he plays for the Brewers too. I've been on Corbin Brewers since before the season started. I thought this was a team that was super special. This was like. My angels pick. Everyone was like, "What is he doing?" I think Andrew said, "What are you smoking crack, dude?" I was like, "Just, just sit down, shut up, just watch him pitch." And he's just been an absolute marvel. So um, I absolutely agree with that. I think the Brewers have gotten uh, absolutely not enough love. They have the fourth best record in baseball. They're half a game out of third. Yeah, that's insane. Did you guys know that? I. No, they're one of the better teams. And a lot of people are calling the Giants the darlings. And I apparently, yeah, and their expectations were probably lower than the Brewers, but I'm a bigger believer in the Brewers. I, I agree. Yeah, I agree with they're that. I, the Giants, to me, like that's, that feels like it's going to end badly. Um, like they're they're gonna get in, you know they they've got a good lead right now, but they're gonna run into a team in the playoffs and and they're gonna look like a joke. I just I don't have faith in them. Um, I agree. I, I have more faith in the Brewers making it further than I would the Giants. All right, and that's gonna bring us to uh, this one by at AARP man. Keeping Bobby Dahlbeck over Anthony Rizzo is one of Bloom's best moves. Jason? 
Uh, okay. So, yeah, on, what is this, September 20th, <laughs> technically, uh, 2021. Yes, that is fair to say because Dahlbeck has performed better than Anthony Rizzo the last couple of weeks. Um, however, for the month of August, was that true? Nope. Was Was that true when... You know, the Yankees with Anthony Rizzo went on a surge and you pissed away your division lead and are now fighting for a wild card? No. Um, so, look, ultimately, was it the right move? Yes. Okay. But I just, I don't know. I, I get tired of, like, the, the scoreboard talk with Bloom, you know, where it's like, well, Yankees gave up prospects for Rizzo and they might may not make the playoffs. Red Sox were geniuses for holding on to Bobby Dahlbeck. It's like, yeah, now that Bobby Dahlbeck's hitting, sure. What if you get into the playoffs and he goes like 0 for 26 and he's a waste? Like, I don't know. Is it still going to be worth it then? Maybe because he didn't give up the prospects. And, you know, who knows? The Yankees might be sitting at home watching the playoffs this year. So maybe. But let's let's pump the brakes a little bit on Bobby Dahlbeck's going to become a superstar. And, you know, Bloom's a genius for recognizing that and hanging on to him. Like, the guy might still be Jackie Bradley 2.0, just the first baseman version. Like, we don't know yet. You know, maybe he's just another streaky hitter that he hits for three weeks and then doesn't for two and a half months. We don't know. So, at the moment, yes, it is true. But I am, I want to see how it plays out, you know, at least another year down the road. I respect it. Terry? Well, I mean, we went and got Schwarber anyway. And... Uh, granted, I, I did prefer Rizzo at the time. Did I think it was going to be a, a massive difference between Rizzo and Schwarber? Not really. And uh, so, I I mean, it's kind of a weird... Like, Bobby Dahlbeck was never on the block in that first baseman scenario that we were trying to fill at the time. So, I guess I just... I'm just indifferent, I guess, as far as that goes. I, um, yeah, and, and at AARP, man, thank you. That's a great, uh, take. Um, I remember thinking, okay, I didn't think we were going to shell out for, for Rizzo and we may get Schwarber. And then it actually happened. And I remember, uh, I think it was you, Andrew, and Job that were recording. You just finished your show. And then the news dropped that Schwarber had gotten signed or traded for, and you had to redo the whole thing. We had to redo the whole show. We the wasted whole show. 50 minutes of our life, and then breaking news. Breaking news, man. And that's the type of thing. Like, it happens. It is what it is. Um, hindsight is twenty twenty, because Jason is absolutely right. He goes over 20, and we get knocked out of the first round. We're going to be sitting there like, damn. What could we have done differently? Because Schwarber was our saving grace for like a good week and a half, two weeks. He's been doing great work, and he's kind of slowed down a little bit, a little bit of a slump. And that's really his first one as a member of the Red Sox. So I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna beat him up too much over it. So with that, um, I was just kind of chatting with my dad, and uh, he actually had a one B to this one A question. So my dad doesn't do social media. So dad, if you're listening. Um, Without looking, this is the take, without looking, who has had the better season in 2021, Anthony Rizzo or Bobby Dahlbeck? Without looking, Jason, who do you think's had a better year? 
without looking it's bobby dahlbeck i already know it's bobby dahlbeck okay yeah uh uh, terry i'm gonna say dahlbeck too i mean his second half has just been so good so get this even with bobby dahlbeck's second half anthony rizzo has 17 more runs 17 more hits is batting 0.003 better has played in five more games has four more stolen bases. I thought it was Rizzo, right? So I, I just said you're only saying that because it's it's you know former Red Sox prospect. Rizzo has three less home runs and uh, nineteen less RBIs. But had it not been for that crazy onslaught by Bobby Dahlbeck, they're almost identical. Almost identical. Who, yes, who, Jason. Who has more errors? <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be Bobby. Because yeah. I think we know who leads that one. Yeah, uh, let's let's take a look at it right now while we're uh, while we're talking. But before this, isn't that crazy to to think that you know this is one guy who's been uh, arguably the face of Chicago for several years, and uh, you know Bobby Dalbeck's been in the league for six minutes. It just it, I found it to be very interesting. Like a, a very good, a good question. I actually had to take a second. I was like, uh, um, I th- think it's this, but I'm not a hundred percent sure. Um, so I, I found that to be kind of, you know, it was, a, it was a great question. So I'm looking it up right now uh, while you talk among uh, talk amongst yourselves. Well, let, let me just say this about Rizzo. The energy in Boston is probably better than the energy in New York. So I just feel like maybe he'd be thriving in Boston with what's going on here versus the daily meltdowns that take place over in the Bronx. So, uh, so yeah, because that, that was a big problem I had with not getting Rizzo was that it's more so the leadership slash intangible, whatever you want to call it, that he's going to bring to a team hunting in the playoffs. Cause I do consider him like sort of a winning player because he was on so many good Cubs teams. I know they only won once, but he was on so many good teams. And like, he just brings sort of like an X factor to any locker room or any clubhouse. Now that said it lasted for a little bit in New York, but they've torpedoed again. So I agree with Terry. Like if he was here, I feel like that positive influence would still be going. So here we go. Uh, Bobby Dalbeck has 11 errors at first base, one at third. Anthony Rizzo in the last four years has a total of 14 errors. <laughs> yeah. So just yeah. to put that in a perspective, uh, those errors have all happened at first base. He is also pitched. He's also played second base has not committed an error at those positions. Uh, his last error at not first base was back in 2017 when he played second. Uh, and I believe he had uh, one there. Let me double check that. Oh, I stand corrected. He has never committed an error outside of first base. Yeah. And how many has but he yeah. had in 2021? Yeah. Uh, 2021, he has a combined six errors. So he had eight in three years. Um, and, uh, oh, excuse me, 2019 didn't have any errors, but kind of hard to have errors if you, uh, 
you know, you're pretty much just, I think, DHing or playing for. Actually, let me see that. That he couldn't. That doesn't DH, seem right. He couldn't no. DH exactly. No. So let's see what's going on. 2019, no errors. I can't be right. Uh, there must be something going on there. Um, but still, I, I don't ever remember Anthony Rizzo playing a poor first base. Mm. Bobby Dahlbeck, you don't know what you're going to get. He, I'll, I will say this, though. He did make a spectacular stab at a ball against Tampa Bay that saved a runner from crossing home plate, and we won the game because of that. It was a ball that was hit into deep sec, uh, second bases. I forget he was playing second base, but the throw was just goofy and Bobby Dahlbeck was like a pretzel at first base and dug it out, got the out and we won the game. That was the last Tampa Bay series. Well, all I can say is I thank God we didn't trade for Anthony Rizzo. Cause I, I don't know about you guys, but watching Kyle Schwarber play first base is a delight. So, you know, that's been, that's <laughs> well, been he's, even he's more only fun. had one error. I mean, that wasn't too bad, but <laughs> let me ask you this and we'll wrap because that was the last one. But in a big game, in a game seven, let's just go with that. In a game seven, do you want Schwarber or Dahlbeck at first base? Mm. And that's I, and let oh, me preface it by saying that's that Schwarber's only way into the lineup is if he plays okay. first base. I'll I'll go Dahlbeck. Really? I'll go Dahlbeck. Yeah, I give me the defense. You've got enough. Your your lineup is good enough that you should be able to score enough runs without Kyle Schwarber in there. So yeah, give me the defense. I don't want to see Kyle Schwarber at first base ever again. It was only one Terry? error. It was only one. It was a bad one, but it was only one. It was horrific. <laughs> <laughs> It was nightmare fuel. It popped out of his glove. But I'm taking Schwarber. I'm taking. Give me Schwarbs because he'll hit three RBIs to offset whatever his error is. I I, I have to agree with with Terry on this one because uh, you have to go with the guy who's more proven in the league. Someone who absolutely took the league by storm earlier with what 16 home runs in the month of June or July. You got to go with the guy who who has the ability to not only make make up for that error, but make people forget that error. And I don't think that that's going to be able to be done as consistently with Bobby D. Nothing against him. I just you got to have the, the 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 guy who's more likely to stay on base or get on base. And Schwarber is just incredible right now. And and he hits good pitching better than. Then Dahlbeck and Ben Zobrist won the World Series MVP in 2016, but Schwarber made a very good case for it. He had, he had a very good World Series, so that, that's how I feel right now, anyway. But but on that note, we will wrap. And on Wednesday night, Job, Andrew, and I will be back to discuss the Met series. Quick two gamer, as most National League interleague matchups have been so we will see you then everybody have a good week take care